Hello and welcome to another MyTunes podcast with me, Mark Tiley, on manxradio.com. Mark Tiley, the nation's station, Manx Radio. This week on MyTunes, we're talking music and we're talking Manx music in particular because my guest is Dr. Chloe Woolley. More am I. Where am I? I should get that right. That's the least I can do. Uh, Chloe, thank you so much for coming in to do this. It's it's great to have you here at last. You have been on my radar from, from many directions, and I'll talk about those directions, oh. one of them being sound check, oh, yes. which I know you have a, a big interest in. But I thought we'd start uh, not with uh, Culture Vanity, which you're a huge part of, and not with Soundcheck, but you as a little girl in one of my favourite places on the Isle of Man, Ballaglass Glen. Uh-huh, yes. Because that's where you grew up, wasn't it? Yes, I did. Um, a little cottage just above Ballaglass Station, where the tram stopped. Oh, right, yes. Um, yes, I had quite um, an unusual upbringing, should we say. <laughs> um, I lived in a tiny cottage. Um, we didn't have any electricity, and we didn't have running water. I can tell you, because she won't, that she's not old. This, my guest is, is young. So this was for... Um, that's quite rare for somebody your age growing up on the Isle of Man, I would think. Yes. Uh, yeah, even by then, it was in the 70s. Yeah. Um, yes, it was pretty unusual. Uh, but it was just that's where the cottage was that my parents rented. And then we ended up staying there for a long time, <laughs> until I was 15. Wow. And I mean, moved I- to Ramsey. I did say that, that is my favourite Glen on the Isle of Man. It's it is magical in in every way, really. It is, yes. I've got lots of good memories of that Glen, and really, um, from walking through it almost daily, um, I probably know the Glen upside down, inside out. Yeah. So from there, you used to walk to school to Doon. Yes, in the opposite direction. Actually, I went to the Doon School most days. Walk along the uh, railway lines. Probably wasn't legal, but <laughs> or there's back lanes, you know, through the fields. Um, but yes, there'd be a walk to school, and then when I went to the grammar, I had to go in the opposite direction and get the bus um, just near the the Ballaglass Glen um, car park up the road from there. Uh, and was it a house full of music? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad had. Well, first of all, we had um, electric piano, and I can't remember what it was. I think it was a Yamaha. Wow, and uh, he couldn't have had an electric piano. He didn't have well, electricity. Well, it was run from a, a car battery. <laughs> was it? Yes, that uh, used to get charged up at the Glenmona filling station. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think we had an electric piano there first. Um, it was like, I'm not sure which one it was, but it was the one that Stevie Wonder is okay. famous for playing. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Anyway, so yes, lots of music. Yeah. Um, and then my dad taught piano, but he would, go into Ramsey to teach at um, a friend's house and had piano students there. Now, you're a violinist, or a singer, obviously, and a, and a, and a piano player. Yep. And you went through various training. And then you got your doctorate, your PhD, in very much focused on Manx music. That's right, yes. Um, I ended up in Edinburgh. Um, first of all, I did my degree in Huddersfield, uh, where I studied general music and um, performance on piano and singing and then I went off to do composing uh, with ethnomusicology Um, so I did a master's in Edinburgh and I think it was through the ethnomusicology really that um, I started to think about the meaning behind music and place um, what that means the region regional music and um, that cultural angle 
yeah, I got really interested in looking back to the Isle of Man and why were we doing certain things that they weren't doing in other parts of the British Isles and ended up doing my PhD there at the School of Scottish Studies. Fabulous. What's our first piece of music going to be from you this week? Well, when I was younger, and particularly difficult when we were living in a house without any electricity, I really wanted to play the electric guitar. <laughs> and um, challenging. It was a real challenge. So that never happened. But uh, when I was about 13 or 14, I suddenly discovered Def Leppard. And they had a song, Rocket, which was a single. And I was like, oh, yes, this is my kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, that was when I discovered rock and heavy metal music.
On My Tunes this week, we're looking at music with Dr. Chloe Woolley, Manx Music Development Officer for Culture Vanin. And obviously, we're going to focus particularly on Manx music. But Chloe, I want to ask you a question because I really don't know how the Celtic music, given that people didn't travel like they do now, the similarities of the pockets of population around the Irish Sea and down into France, there's sort of similarity. How did this all sort of grow up? Now, you've got a doctorate in this sort of thing, so you should be able to tell me. How did it happen? Well, it's fairly complex, but um, (laughs) (laughs) certainly um, I think mainly because of our Manx language and we have those connections particularly with Ireland and Scotland and then in the past there will have been commons and goings fishermen you know going off from the island off to Scotland bringing back tunes taking our tunes elsewhere sharing songs Um, and the Isle of Man's always been a bit of a melting pot and a place for people stopping off in the Irish Sea Certainly in the last hundred years, this um, the Celtic revival has um, taken hold and links have been developed further with those other Celtic languages, um, so Brittany, Cornwall and Wales. And through festivals, such as in Crinit, um Celtic Gathering that I'm on the committee for, we keep those connections going. And yeah, we, we do have shared songs and tunes, but we've also got quite a few of our distinctive styles as well. It's the element of crossover that fascinates me because you can hear elements in an Irish song, uh, an, an old old traditional song, an old traditional Scottish song, and you'll get bits of, uh, you'll hear a Manx song and think, okay. And it's almost like, yes, I suppose you're right, they were coming and going because most of them, were they written down or not? No, uh, most of the um, written material um, just it was only in the 1890s when W. H. Gill and his brother J. F. Gill and Dr. Clegg uh, made a concerted effort to go out and rescue um, songs, song melodies before they were extinct in the Isle of Man. So um, this is part of a bigger movement all over the British Isles where people were starting to collect folk song before it vanished. So that's those written manuscripts uh, ended up in the Manx Museum, and most of those tunes are what we still play nowadays. And definitely listening to music from islands and Scotland and, and Gaelic songs, there's a very distinct happy and sad element in the tonality, in the way it's written. And those situations that generated those songs would have been the same for everybody, the That's happy events and the sad events. So they sort of have that commonality as well. Definitely, yes. And so in folk music, you do get um, these modes that you don't necessarily get in pop music or classical music. Mostly in my, in the Isle of Man, it would be Dorian mode. And that does have that sort of sentimental, perhaps a little bit sad air, um, air about them. Um, but that would be often because of the um, content of the song, whatever the lyrics were about. And we might have dance tunes that are a lot more happy and in a major key. Yeah. One more question before I, I, I get you off the, off the mastermind chair. Um, <laughs> what's the oldest Manx song that you can trace back? Ah, well, I think it possibly is Mullacaran, which is a very, very old ballad about a miser that has ended up as the inspiration for the national anthem. So that was collected in lots of different forms when the Victorians went out. Um, so it was obviously quite well known as a national air. And so it's quite fitting, really, that... Um, W.H. Gill turned it into the National Anthem in 1907. Wonderful that we still have that then mm. in the Manx, in, in our culture now. Yeah, that's yep. br- oh. quite special. 
I'm glad I asked that one. <laughs> I said it wasn't too hard. No. I, I, got, I, I struggled with it. Now, we had Def Leppard yesterday. We've got Def something else today. I'd like you yes. to explain. Well, yes, it's quite funny, really, but it, it kind of demonstrates the Celtic connections that we have, um, and particularly because I grew up going to Incrinic Festival and I've danced with Nefany and I played the fiddle. I was taught by Bernard Osborne how to play Manx tunes. So when I went to Edinburgh, a friend of mine said, you must meet up called my friend Malcolm, he's a Scottish musician, and she'd met him at a Celtic festival in, actually, in Galicia. So um, I phoned him and we went uh, out to the pub and then we ended up um, 15 years later, well, no, 25 years later, actually, sorry. Oh, wedding anniversary. It's today, just been 15. Today is your wedding anniversary. Yeah. As we record this, 15 years. Congratulations. 15 years. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Uh, Crystal. Yes, our crystal anniversary. Lovely. So I met Malcolm and um, he was in a quite a f- successful Scottish Celtic band called Deaf Shepherd. Um, so, yeah, there we go. That was our connection and both love Deaf Leopard as well. <laughs> so, and this track is called? Uh, Millennium Village. And this um, refers to when they went to play at Disney in the Epcot Centre. Just before we play the track, how did that come about? Well, it was the Millennium Year and they... We had Scotland was represented in the Millennium Village. So um, the band went out and they were Scotland for a couple of weeks. Fantastic. <laughs> Let's have it.
week on MyTunes, my guest is Dr. Chloe Woolley, who is the Manx Music Development Officer for Culture Vanin. But, I love a but, she's also heavily involved in Soundcheck. And Soundcheck has been helping young people get their skills in contemporary music, really, for quite a few years now. And I think it's, well, I'm going to say it, I think it's a brilliant, brilliant thing. How's it going? Oh, well, it is It is a brilliant thing. It's it's growing, growing from strength to strength. Soundcheck Project was a youth, which was part of a um, youth department, and Jenny Smith runs it now, and is doing a brilliant job. It's getting loads and loads of kids involved. From the charity side of things, we support not just Soundcheck now, but other, any youth music or performing arts um, projects that need a little bit of help with funding. So um, we're still... Uh, we still work with the Soundcheck project regularly, but we also have expanded our remit to help other youth projects. So uh, we funded the Bat- Battle of the Bands um, a couple of months ago, and we've just um, funded the recording of the Ramsey Grammar School Pep Band. So it's not just uh, rock and pop um, anymore. We've tried to make it anything that's to do with young people making music. And there is a huge tradition of making music in the Isle of Man and uh, you just have to look at the guild over the years and all the bands all the young bands in schools just um, youth clubs just playing music I think I don't know I've got no fact or figures but I think we're doing very well in that sort of engagement here yeah I think the Isle of Man is very strong and we shouldn't forget that either that it is there available for all young people 
Um, we were reminisc- reminiscing recently um, because it's Manx Youth Orchestra's 50th anniversary coming up. And uh, under Alan Pickard, he took us to um, the Soviet Union back in 1991, wow. which seems unbelievable though. But um, yeah, what an experience. And that was part of your life, of course. Yes. So yeah, I was 15 and went off to Russia and to Moscow and Georgia and yeah. So what what did you think on those tours? I mean, uh, this is before uni, obviously, so maybe you hadn't... I'm, I'm thinking you might not have travelled that much by the time you got suddenly whisked away to the Soviet Union. Yes, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't help I was vegetarian, so when I came back, I was uh, needed fattening up. Yeah, I and, uh, <laughs> Pretty anemic. Mind you, lots of um, beetroot soup, if you, yes, if you want to. There's you, a lot of cabbage. A lot of cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> Today's choice of music. Now, we're going to... We've been rocking it. A bit, and we're going a bit country now. Yes. Is this a genre that is is part of you know in, in the mix for you? Yes, I've always loved country music, and I think possibly my mum had cassette tapes when we were young, so I liked the Judds and loved Dolly Parton, um, Alison Krauss, um, a wide variety of things like that. And my sister lives in Virginia now in America, so we've got a bit of shared interest in country music. And I try and see them if they're ever visiting British Isles. Sure. Um, and one artist that I've loved, <laughs> a bit cheesy perhaps, but um, I went to see her in London a few years ago, was Shania Twain. And my daughter, Crystal, <laughs> um, who's 11 now, um, she's a big fan as well. And um, this song is one that we like to belt out um, as a duet in the car together. Fantastic. Unfortunately, we cannot bring you the carpool karaoke version. We'll have to make do with Shania Twain herself from this moment. From this moment Life has begun from this moment You are the one Right beside you Is where I belong From this moment on From this moment I have been blessed I live only For your
final part of my tunes for this week with my guest, who all week has been and is Dr. Chloe Woolley, the Manx Music Development Officer for Culture Vanin, and lots more besides. In your own world of playing, where where do you sit now with what are you playing, Chloe? Well, um, a lot of my role is organising for other people to well, play. I know, that's what I wanted to see how you get. Well, yes, um, I, no, that's fine. And I do, I teach in schools, um, do workshops, and but quite often it is organising events or um, getting other professionals to play for, or teach or whatever, and organising um, that kind of thing. But um, this year I've decided to do a little bit more music-wise and... Um, after a 30-year break, um, my friend Joe Collister and I went in the Guild and we won the piano duet. <laughs> Judith Lay will tell get, you. I knew we'd get that out of you. <laughs> I'm delighted. And you're yes. going to keep going? Yes, I think so. It was good Good. Fun. Uh, and I've also managed to find myself in a show that's going to be at the Gaiety Theatre at the end of August um, that Three Legs Productions are putting on called Once. Oh, wow. Yes. And so it's singing? Um, no. <laughs> I'm playing the accordion. Oh, well, fair enough. Which I haven't, I didn't play the accordion until two months ago. So I'm teaching myself. Um, so I should be ready by August. <laughs> playing the self-taught, see, I'm, I'm glad I started this line of conversation. Otherwise, we'd never have got to the accordion. <laughs> Let's talk about the big gatherings and Kroniak and all, all that. How important is it to keep that vibrancy and mixing with the other Celtic nations? Oh, it's it's very important. I think that's um, we learn from them. They learn from us. Um, as I demonstrated, there's relationships form. <laughs> we yeah, end up marrying yeah, yes. a, a Scottish uh, musician. Um, I I think it's very important. And certainly, growing up, um, being involved in Incarnate to myself as a performer has been, um, you know, it is life changing, and that's part of your lifestyle really and my children as well are just used to getting up and having a dance at the Cayley um, singing in Manx um, having gone to the Bun School as well um, and giving everyone a platform to perform and create as well we've got lots of new innovative bands around and the Isle of Man um, punches above its weight there's certain bands in recent times that like played it in Celtic Connections in Glasgow toured in America um, yeah, we've got a lot to offer, as well as the other Celtic countries. And do you see the uh, health of the Manx music scene in, in good order, better than it was? Let's put a sort of health yeah, check on it. I think it's very healthy. We've just recently had the Manx Folk Awards, um, and we had a 1,000 a entrants. And that's um, it's open to all of the schools, and we invite them along. We're based at the Youth Arts Centre in Kensington Road, and we have big choir competitions where they sing in Manx, whole class whistle uh, groups, um, Manx dancing. It's all from the age of four up to 18. Um, so it's a really positive thing and means that everyone can get involved and perform. Yeah, wonderful. We are going to finish with uh, one of our fine exports, I would say. I mean, they're wonderfully well-known across the Isle of Man, but we're talking global with this band, aren't we? Yes, yeah. Um, they've been nominated for prizes and they um, had a big sellout gig at Celtic Connections in January in Glasgow recently. And that's McLear. Uh, and three of the lads of McLear from the Isle of Man. They used to be um, connected to Kinkiorley and to Barul. Yeah. And they've been taught for me through the Bree Manx Music Youth Movement. And they're just really good at 
taking um, the music, making it more relevant to the modern day, I suppose. It's fun. They're all like virtuosic players. And we've got them coming over for Inquinic's Celtic Gathering in July. Fantastic. So they're playing on Monday the 25th of July. Where will that be? Playing? In the Centenary Centre. Brilliant. So that'll be a very popular gig. Um, and they're just fantastic. And I don't think anyone could fail not to enjoy um, Flashback from their new album, Livewire. Well, it's been, a, it's been a lovely week. Great way to finish. Thank you for coming on my tunes, and here's to much more Manx music here and around the world. Thank you, Conrad.
fabulous band, McClear, coming to the Encruniac this year. They'll be in the Centenary Centre in Peel. Thank you again to Dr. Chloe Woolley for being my guest on MyTunes. And don't forget, keep coming back here to manxradio.com for more podcasts of all shapes and sizes as they're popping up every day. I'm Mark Tiley. I look forward to your company again soon on The Morning Show, The Shore Morning Show, between 9.30 and 12, Monday to Friday.